0: chip lear has spent his adult life in the fishing business he's been a guide he's been a promoter and most recently he's been in the thick of min fish which is an advocacy group for anglers and guides in minnesota it all plays out when we talk fishing in 2020 amidst the pandemic and the restarting of guide service so many things to cover with chip lear coming up
1: pull tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife,
0: she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me And when I'm fishing, for butt in country Fish Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Always fun to check in with Chip Lear, one of our favorite guests on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, Hall of Fame angler and promoter in, uh, in Paul Bunyan Country for a long time. And, you know, Chip, I think a few weeks uh, before this show kicked off, we actually... I uh, got to talk about and just as COVID-19 was hitting and the shutdown was just beginning, we talked a little bit about what might play out, and uh, yeah, some of our worst fears were realized, particularly from a guide standpoint, where they had a horrible winter to begin with, and then they weren't able to guide it for a couple of weeks, and I'm just thankful that it was just a couple of weeks.
1: Absolutely. I mean, guiding near and dear in my heart It's how I got my start in the sport fishing industry, was taking people fishing and, and teaching them firsthand, and it's... It's such an integrated part of our northern Minnesota culture that uh, having that sideline, even for the short period of time that it was during the open water season, um, has been—you uh, know—it is—it's—it's been disheartening to say the least. But uh, we're back up. Anglers are fishing again, and guides are teaching people one-on-one how to catch more fish and, and showing them the great natural resources that we have here.
0: Chip you've also been involved in Minfish since it got started and Minfish really showing, you know, what it's there for and and w- why it exists by uh w- with what it did with COVID-19 and working with the governor and 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 advocating on behalf of anglers and guides.
1: And that's what, what Minfish is. It's a uh, it's a nonprofit group uh that represents, you know, it's free to to anybody who decides they want to become a member and we Represent the sport fishing industry and all anglers inside Minnesota. It's a 4.2 billion dollar industry, um, but it was—I I think it was a, a great use of our resources at MinFish to not only um, work with the Department of Natural Resources and the Governor's Office and trying to find some sort of resolution to getting guides back on the water doing what they do, but doing it in a safe manner. Because uh, you know, people's health comes first and foremost, and being able to practice uh, these outdoor recreational activities that are near and dear to our hearts in a way that is safe for people to uh, to participate in is really key. And that's and that's what MinFish did. We've got big ears, listening to all sides of. Um, I don't want to use the word argument, but all sides uh, to possibly view this and determine a way that guides could continue and uh, expose people to natural resources without overexposing them to the risks and health dangers of COVID-19.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm not going to get into the politics of anything other than to say I tend to be a both and guy. And to me, it was a situation where we, we had to be very aggressive. And yet at the same time, after a little while, you have to get realistic and realize you've got to find a way to get people to make, make a living again. And uh, so I think we're in a, in a situation now where we want to make sure these guides and anybody who's reopening their businesses, what, no matter what they think about restrictions, abide by restrictions so they can't come back and bite us.
1: Well, They're here, and it's real, and it's something we have to deal with. Pumping up your chest and pounding your chest. Uh, just because you may have, have a, a viewpoint that may be different than the governor's or some of the restrictions in place is not going to allow us to fish more often or get us back to a, a reasonable or, or a, a normal lifestyle quicker. Um, it, this is it is real. It's happening. It's something we're going to have to deal with. And I think that's where Minfish really stood strong. There's a, a small group of us on a. COVID-19 committee that is advising the, uh, the executive board of Menfish that is in direct communications with the Department of Natural Resources and the governor's office. Multiple letters went back and forth. Multiple phone conversations took place, trying to come up with a, uh, a resolution that allowed everybody to participate at a level that they were, were comfortable with. Thus, uh, guides are back on the water and, and catching fish, and we think we're doing it in a way that uh, nullifies the spread of COVID-19. Now, that said, we can't get, you know, don't cut your chickens before they're hatched, because if we start to abuse this privilege, and I use the word privilege because they can shut us down tomorrow, um, if, if we uh, respect that, we will be able to continue and maybe even grow from it and uh, and get more, because right now we're limited to one to two anglers with each guide. It's one-on-one or one-on-two person guided or instructional activities um, in the outdoor, and we must maintain accordance with outdoor recreation guidelines. Those are going to evolve and change over time. We need to keep in touch with that, and if we respect that, we're going to continue to uh, be able to guide all the visitors that come to northern Minnesota, and that is so important to our economy here uh, we don't want to lose any of that over our short 20-week season
0: we, we certainly do not so chip is there a place guys can go to see what is expected of them and, and what the parameters are
1: well that is that's all going to be through the state of minnesota they're ultimately going to have all the uh the final say and all the, the outdoor recreation guidelines that i'm referring to you just get to the state of minnesota and they have a a very nice COVID-19 section of the state website that can you can find anything any type of information you're looking for now of course minfish is staying on top of that yeah you're welcome to follow us on facebook we encourage you to do that most importantly we encourage you to get to the minfish uh, website dot fishcom and join it's free if you want to be a paid member you can do that but it is right now it is organized supported and funded by the fishing manufacturers inside the state of minnesota those are the ones that are, are footing the bill for min fish and making sure that you got a the uh, your voice is heard inside saint paul but it's free in fact uh it, we encourage you to get there side note here uh kevin uh, it just so happened to go here we had this going long before covid 19 but we're doing a promotion this summer for min fish every new member Gets a chance to win a free houseboat trip to to Rainy Lake or a day in the boat with Al Linder. So hmm. it's not only free; you can uh, you might find yourself fishing with Al or on a houseboat trip when uh, when you're allowed to do so.
0: Very cool. I think both of those things would be well worth winning, no doubt. <laughs> um. So so Chip, I, you know, going back to your guiding days, um, what an impact uh, it would it would be to to lose um. That revenue stream for a lot of guides, it's a partial revenue stream. They have other jobs, but for some guides, that's it. That's what they do. Uh, so it's I'm just so thankful that that uh, at least uh, the small guys can get out there and, and and make a little money.
1: Well, and it's what's really interesting about all of this is one of the things that we've seen come from uh, our stay at home uh, guidelines is we've seen ourselves grow. In fishing license sales, there is a a uptick in fishing license sales across the board. There is a big number uptick for the number of youth fishing licenses that have actually come to uh, sales this, this spring. So it's really neat to see the resurgence in fishing now that guys can take people out. We're going to uh, get them on the water and enjoy themselves that much more. You know, this could work as a a springboard moving forward, right? This could be a whole other thrust of people being exposed to our sport, which ultimately, the more people we get uh, exposed to the sport of fishing and get out there and have a positive experience, the better case that we're going to have for long-term protection of our natural resources, because it's the anglers and the hunters that take care of the natural resources the most, and that's why... We push and advocate to get as many people participating in those sports as possible.
0: Oh, so true, very true. And and I'm thinking, you know, with more youth anglers out there, maybe some of them going on guide trips, really important, and guides are really good at this anyway, I just think it's worth underscoring, make sure those first-time young anglers are having a blast.
1: It's about bending a rod, right? I mean we just want to get out there, we want something to to bite our line and uh and pull on the string a little bit and and make everybody's face smile, especially what we've been through the last couple of months, being forced to stay home, much more increased screen time and all the things that are completely opposite of getting outdoors and enjoying the natural resources and you know, just be simple and be cognizant of how you're doing it and how you're participating in it and being respectful of others in places that are pinch points, whether it be at a boat ramp or, uh, you know, don't overcrowd your boat. Don't do not do things that are going to cause attention um, or bring attention to you by completely disregarding the, uh, the suggestions and the regulations that have been put forward.
0: Fishing and fishing events in the pandemic era. Chip Lear is my guest. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. Chip Lear, my guest today. I think one of the things that's that's going to be tough for a lot of communities. Certainly, I'm I'm thinking of Walker uh, and here in Bemidji, uh, two really big fishing events that raise a lot of money for you know community needs and community groups. Uh, that's uh, that's a lost revenue source this year. So that's a side effect of, of this pandemic that uh, is really unfortunate.
1: Well, there's a lot of charity events all across North America that have utilized fishing to raise money for a number of other nonprofits. And that, you know what? But that's true across the board. It isn't just fishing. I mean, there's a lot of nonprofit fundraising events that have had to um, not happen at the moment. So we're all going to have to be a little bit more creative in how how we go about doing that. Tournament regulations are are changing dramatically um, and have changed dramatically because of our C-19 um, Requirements or recreation guidelines is what I'm, I I guess I should say. So we're seeing that, but at the same time, there is ways to move forward. And Now, a perfect example is the fishing challenge down in Brainerd, Minnesota, which is going to have a digitally based fishing tournament. Um, It's an event that raises money for a nonprofit charity, and they're going to do go ahead with that tournament, and they can. They're not going to have any group organized rules meeting they're not going to have any way in it's basically all done digitally over a app and they can do that people can still enter and you know that's where the fundraising comes from anyway is these entrances entries and monies that come out of those entries that get go straight to the nonprofit or the charity so there's a there's a way to get these things done it's just going to take a we're going to have to learn and uh on the fly here and just make some adjustments to reach our overall end goal.
0: Yeah, yep. It's not going to be, like you say, not just the fishing tournaments. The golf tournaments are going to be the same way. They're going to have to find new creative ways, at least for a year or so, to, to make these things happen because, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of community groups that rely on those funds and they need them.
1: A- absolutely. I mean, at the same token, I mean, I'm, I'm associated with the National Walleye Tour. And mm-hmm. We travel to multiple states across the country. We have, it, for lack of a better term, it's old school fishing tournaments. You go out, you catch your fish, you put them in a basket, you bring them in, and you go across a stage. We put them on a scale. There's a crowd of people there cheering for every ounce that hits that scale. Um, that's not going to happen. That, that, that's just not going to happen this particular summer. We're going to have to wait and see how things uh, move forward. I mean, it's all digitally and electronically. Just like we had in Bemidji here this past weekend, I know Northwoods Bait had a, had an event. Kudos to uh, Dan Root and Craig Peterson put it together. They had six six digital donkeys. I think they uh, they were over twenty seven pounds for their fish on Lake Bemidji. But I, what I'm getting there is it's a whole event that took place all digitally, electronically. No weigh in, no rules meeting. Uh, they went out. They went fishing. They had it. Now granted, it's, it was a little smaller. It's less than 25 teams, so it doesn't need a state permit to participate, but it happened and executed, and people were able to uh, scratch their competitive itch in uh, the world of tournament fishing, and that's the kind of stuff we're going to see from this point forward. I know that on uh, Mille Lacs Lake, for example, coming up on the 29th and the 30th of May, Angler Insight Management is going to have a, a 30-boat tournament. They've got a permit. They're allowed to do that. But, again, it is all with a new set of guidelines where they are going to stagger launches, stagger starts, and there is no... Actual WAN anglers are going to uh, turn in. They're, they're pacing themselves. They come in because it's a catch photo release type of tournament. They turn in their scorecards at the end of the day. Uh, speaking with the, the tournament director there, Danny Fox. My understanding is is they have a, a, a system that they're pretty competent and they've submitted to the Department of Natural Resources that should work well. And we're learning as we go here. We're just we're just things are moving forward. There's probably going to have to be some adjustments on the fly to make it all fit within our outdoor recreation guidelines and be safe. But when it comes out the other end, we're going to figure out a way to get this done.
0: And uh, and the National Walleye Tour, where are they at with something like this, or is it just not work for them? National Walleye
1: Tour is looking at every possible, conceivable way to fully execute our four-stop, tournament circuit this year between between states and how we go about handling those events. There's a lot of decisions yet to be made in the National Wildlife Tour and frankly they just haven't decided. Um, they're at this point pretty convinced they still want to continue with a scaled weigh-in so it's a matter of how those are going to take place because that's how the tournament is built, that's how the tournament was built and that's how the television has been set. So it will It remains to be seen how that will Shape out, but I know that they are working on it diligently. I get a call about once a week to uh, review ideas and, and see which way it's going to end up going forward. But there's a lot of lot of work to yet to be done. Uh, I mean, if there was a year that you're watching, you know, things change in the tournament world, this is this is definitely it because there's nothing that isn't being considered. And It's not like anybody's trying to get around regulations. We're trying to make the best of a situation that we can um, and make it the safest for the anglers uh, as possible. What's unique about like national walleye tour is it's a pro and co event. So we have different anglers from different States, randomly paired together in boats. And right now that system just plain does not work in a lot of States. So you've got to take a hard, good look at, at how we're event- handling these events and regroup and decide how to, how to move forward. Um, and what's wonderful about it is the state, like the state of Minnesota's Department of Natural Resources, as well as everybody's Department of Natural Resources, has been exceptional to uh, to work with and help us try to achieve our goal of pulling off these events.
0: Fish and Pop Onion Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. We're celebrating our 30th year, and we've never had one quite like this. COVID nineteen, of course has made us say we've never seen one quite like this about everything we've done since March. However, we are able to get out there and get some fishing in. We're trying to figure out ways to do tournaments. And some of the high schoolers have come up with some pretty innovative ways to make it happen. So Chip, in addition to the National Walleye Tour, there is a student tournament aspect as well. How is that going to play out this year?
1: Well, it's been really interesting. You know, high school fishing is at an incredible level all across North America. I mean, we're seeing numbers that have that are unprecedented. Never seen anything like it before. And this year is no different with the increased license sales. Um, so we're seeing a lot of participation uh, from kids and interest in the sport in general. But so far to date, the way these events have generally worked has been one adult and a couple of kids in each boat. Now, obviously, a lot of that works out. Those are three different households. That is not um, under our guidelines at the moment. That breaks all the rules. So what's interesting is, like, the student uh, Anger Tournament Trail here in Minnesota is moving forward. They're having events. Um, I believe that they're they're having an event here. I don't know exactly what the dates are, but I know their next event, they've already got, like, 150 participants in this event. And, again, this is an all-digital-based event. And unlike old, the way it was where you had to be in a boat and you had to, you know, this is, you can be in a boat, you can be in a kayak, you can be in a canoe. You could enter this from shore fishing if you wanted. They're using the uh, the app that was designed by the Classic Bass, the Champions Tour, which is a bass tour here in the state of Minnesota. And it's a, it's a really interesting way that they're going to go about doing this. They think that they're going to have somewhere between 200 to 300 participate in this because it's a statewide event. You just enter it um, as as a youth. You can, you can get inside this event and take part. And it all is part of the Student Angler Tournament Trail. So they're doing their best to uh, promote fishing at a high school level, participation. You can be as competitive as you want, um, and you can fish any way you want. So it's really, really neat to see. The cool part is there's no scales. There's... Um, you don't have to meet at a boat ramp. There's no, no meeting that goes along with this. You just enter it, get in there, and, and go fishing. So it's really a great way to grow the sport of fishing in a new way. And that's kind of where I'm going with all the tournaments that are out there. You know what? There's, there's different ways to do things, and my hat goes off to them, for figuring out a way that we can continue to inspire young people to go fishing, uh, and doing it in a way that they may be even more comfortable than old school because they 're doing it digitally, electronically, and over their own phone,
0: I was just going to say that uh doing something digitally is like second nature to them they 're much more adaptable to the to a new way of a tournament than uh guys like uh Migo would be
1: trust me they've been correcting they've they've been they 've been working as an i t person for the chaperone in the boat for the last couple of years. <laughs> that is my guess at least so and it's really it's really interesting how this is all going to work they're going to have another event i know coming up here soon i believe they're they're scheduled on june 21st to have a a championship type event on leech lake now how that all works out with the minnesota department of natural resources and how they're going to handle tournaments you know so far they haven't uh they haven't pulled permits from anybody uh from an actual tournament and what takes place later in the summer we'll have to see how it see how it goes but but right now app-based broad we're getting on the water we're moving forward it's really neat to see
0: well let's uh let's talk just general fishing how's it been for you the last couple of weeks
1: well i did get out on opening weekend and i was really cold <laughs> <laughs> but yeah <laughs> we warmed up a little bit we uh i, I my my normal opening day tradition is to spend uh, spend the day with my wife, and we did that. We went out on our home lake on Leech, and it was a little bit chilly. We did not jump in the boat early in the morning. In fact, we would let the snow uh, showers dissipate in the afternoon and didn't hit the water till later in the afternoon. But we were pleasantly surprised. We just went out and uh dragged Northland stand-up fireball jigs on shallow water grass flats, and we plucked away at fish, and we. We caught four, we kept three, and lost a couple along the way in our two-and-a-half or three-hour outing that day, so it was, it was just fine. Now, this weekend, the last couple of days here, uh, we went out on leach again. Sunny, little bit of wind, and much warmer temperature, so much more pleasurable to be on the water, but most importantly, those increase in water temperatures and air degrees, increased the bite substantially these uh there was no shortage of fish this weekend again finding ourselves pretty much anywhere from seven to ten feet of water but a lot of really aggressive fish uh this time more willing to chase uh and actively jig shiner minnow so if you uh if you were snapping your jig and popping your jig and hopping it and popping it the fish were more willing to chase they weren't just picking it up as it was dragged across the bottom. So then, are, those are great signs of spring. We're getting just that much closer, and the bite's going to get better and better. Um, it, you know what? Netflix will be there when you get back. You saw most of it the last couple months. Put it all away. Get in the boat. Go fishing, because the next two weeks is the best fishing of the year, no doubt.
0: There's no question about it. And plus, bass, uh, bass angling kicks in as well. And uh, I'm guessing bass angling is going to be, with the weather that we've got, going to be very, very good as well
1: gonna be wonderful we're, we're very lucky to live here and participate here and I mean just think if we if if we couldn't take part in these activities mm. uh, we'd be we'd be just losing our minds so I think it's really helping our, our outdoor recreation really helps add a balance to my personal life um, it's really it's really needed just this uh, it, it's great to, to do all sorts of things but I know that I need a little bit of time outdoors every single week in order to give myself uh, a proper perspective of life
0: okay well uh before we wrap it up i did want to check back in and talk about grace lear a little bit uh she didn't make the top 10 i was kind of bummed well great
1: yeah so are we the whole family's a little bummed but at the same time what a uh a fantastic experience my niece grace lear making it to uh Top 10 on American Idol it's been a really fun ride and she has got a wonderful outlook on life because this has really been a great kickstart to her already booming career so <laughs> she is uh, she's done well to date i know that uh, she watched her instagram account grow by the tens of thousands during the whole process of climbing up the ladder at uh, American Idol she met a lot of people and all those will bode well for her career. Most importantly, she's, uh, she's pursuing a dream, a lot like the fishing guides that we talked about on this show right here. She just she loves to perform. She loves music. And, uh, and the same as why we all got into guiding in the fishing industry, to begin with, because it's a, it's a passion that we can't not do.
0: Well, someday, if we're allowed to have a music festival again, it'd be cool to get her uh, in, in your neck of the woods. I think
1: that she would be fantastic at Country Jam here in Walker, Minnesota. We're going to have to work on them to, uh, <laughs> to put an invite out to Grace. Cause the nice thing about it, she comes to town, she is uh, she has free lodging at my house.
0: Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you can help save them some money. Yeah, and you got, whole, sure you got a whole you got a whole year to work part. on it.
1: <laughs> that would be the deciding factor too. I'm, I'm sure it would all come around the uh, the lodging decision. Though. No, we <laughs> love to. Love to have her up here. She does get to Minnesota quite a bit. They've got a cabin. Her family's got a cabin up uh, in Ely, Minnesota. So she does come through here every so often.
0: All right. Well, if we're hitting the water. Um, best advice uh, you have for us uh, as far as what we should be presenting to the walleyes and the bass?
1: Um, well, really, this for me, this is the time of year that live bait really uh, can dominate. A jig a presentation right now on... Most all of our area lakes as these weeds begin to emerge is pretty hard to hit, pretty hard to beat, especially with the water temperatures that we're at right now, which is in the fifties. Uh, it's just a matter of what style jig and what type of minnow. And you, you mix it up and play with it and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get beat. When it comes, or a bit, excuse me, when it comes to the bath fishing uh, just get out there and, and cover some water as, as best you can. Uh, you know, spinner baits and things that would, Can make contact with fish by covering a lot of water quickly. You're going to see them up in the shallow water. Uh, just find that those shallow water, uh, bays where they have warmed up a little bit and you're going to find some, find some life up there and there's going to be a lot more than just bass up there as well.
0: All right. Chip Lear, outstanding angler, Hall of Famer. Um, he's been involved in fishing most of, if not his entire adult life and maybe before that. But, Chip, uh, you have so many insights for us. Uh, in a year like this, really good to to hear those various aspects that, that you've been a part of. So thanks for taking the time. Thanks for sharing with us your thoughts, and uh, enjoy your time on the water.
1: Thank you, Kevin. It's great to be here, and stay in touch, everybody. Get to com. I do have a newsletter there if you want to put your name in. I'll uh, keep you posted on all that's happening in my fishing world.
0: Always great to have Chip on the show. And we've got a great lineup of guests coming up this week. Paul Nelson comes your way. John Hoyer. Tony Roach is going to join us. Isaiah Hahn over in the Park Rapids area. And Travis Peterson before the week is out. Plus, we got a Lake of the Week to feature as well. It's all coming up this week. Michelle, Barbara, yeah. Country, country.